Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Welcome back to this second part of a two-part series. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you didn't listen to the first one. Of course, it's going to stand alone, but we do encourage you to go listen to that first one on raising critical thinkers in a fake news world. This is such an important series we're Mm -hmm. doing, and uh, I think that you're going to gain a lot from both of them. But Mm -hmm. in this one, in the first one, we went over two of the six pieces to this. So that's right. Which were what? Why don't you give them a little heads up? Yeah. So first of all, challenging their minds. This is a good reminder if you already listened Mm -hmm. to it. Uh, And the second one is deep conversations. And we spent a really good amount of time in scripture talking about these Mm -hmm. two things. Uh, Really, really, really important. Mm -hmm. Before we go into the the next four points, uh, we are just so excited to be on this mission with you. Mm -hmm. It's exhilarating, really. And uh, we're so encouraged and we're heading towards uh, a million downloads is the goal this year, uh, which furthers us towards impacting one million legacies. Mm -hmm. So so did you guys catch that? He explained more in the previous podcast. We already hit a million downloads, but Isaac's new vision is a million downloads in this year so well we got to keep it progress and having impact right (laughs) yeah it's good it's good oh i love you (laughs) so important it keeps me motivated that's right right? the more people that get impacted the better it's like let's let's impact the world what better way to impact the world i mean there are lots of good ways but this is a great way which is if if you impact parenting so that Christians are actually equipping their kids to mm-hmm. actually be change agents for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that happens in a million households. It's a big deal. But there's a lot of equipping that needs to take place. And of course, the most important is disciple making. Yeah. And so we are going to talk about the importance today of being grounded in truth in mm-hmm. regards to critical thinking, because that's a huge aspect of it. Yeah. But what else are we going to talk about today? I think we should just go over a little. Pop, yeah, pop, that's pop. a good idea. We're going to talk about being transparent as parents. And we'll mm-hmm. give you some practical mm-hmm. examples of ways we're transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be an answer machine. I didn't say answering machine. I said answer machine. So we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. And be anchored in biblical truth and healthy exploration of disagreements. Mm -hmm. It is actually healthy that sometimes you disagree Mm -hmm. with your kids Mm -hmm. as they're getting older. And And you let them express themselves in that disagreeing. Yeah. Right. So that you can actually have a construct, like a constructive conversation that is edifying for both people. I guarantee you, if you have a household where your kids grow up in your household and they uh, are never disagreeing with you, uh, they are silently. And I would call your house a religious house, one that (laughs) shoots out people that know what to believe, but may not be transformed by the gospel Mm -hmm. and then fall away uh, as they get older. So before we dive in to all our, our next four points, yeah. one of the things that I just wanted to briefly bring up is what we are living in today and age. Obviously, we try to make these podcasts relevant mm-hmm. to what we're walking through ourselves as parents. Isaac and I have these conversations and we go, 
what are we struggling with? Yeah. And you know, we're just really honest with ourselves. And then we, and then we sometimes even talk to our kids. So we were talking to our kids today about these different concepts. Oh, Megan actually gave us some good tips. I go, Hey, what do we do to help you be a critical thinker? Yeah. And she came up with some of these. She rattled off a bum, 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 bum. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah, I guess we can do that. But you know, I, this is a big issue. There was recently something that I became aware of that I want to share with them before we jump into these four okay. agendas, which I I wanted it at the very beginning of the podcast because I think it's that important. And it's this. I'm excited to hear it. Okay. I'm not sure what it is. So you guys, if you follow me on um, Instagram, you know that we share in our Insta stories, different mm. things that we see going on in the world. We try to share it with you guys so that you're aware of what's going on. So you can be praying, right, for people all over the world. But one of my friends sent me a link to a podcast called Wall Builders, mm, and right. I just wanted to do a little shout out. We've done this in the past where we've done shout outs for people. Um, they don't even know we're doing this, but um, we do know of the founder of Wall Builders, which is David Barton. So he, we found out about him at a homeschool conference many years ago, listening to him talk about biblical history. And we bought this set of DVDs. Um, it's called the American so Heritage Series with historian David Barton. And we have gone through quite a few of these with our older kids. Mm -hmm. And so this, it was interesting when she sent it to me, I recognized the guy right away. And so I just wanted to do that because if you're feeling like you don't know the constitution and you don't know American history, so good. this is critically important for developing critical thinkers because there's a lot of lies surrounding that. And there is an agenda for people to actually try to erase history yeah. and to eliminate critical thinking. I really do believe that there is an agenda um, of people who would rather people just obey and be robots than ask questions. And so because of that truth, mm -hmm. we feel very passionate about imploring parents to try to challenge their kids to be critical thinkers, to ask questions, to be skeptical of the things that they hear, to dig for information to talk to their parents about it mm -hmm. and to challenge, to stand up for their beliefs when they know that something's not right. Okay. So right now they're trying, as you were just saying, Ange, they're trying to erase history in all the new textbooks that are going to be used because mm -hmm. you were just telling me they change them every 10 years and this, yes. we're at that point. And it's actually, I just saw it in the news. You were just talking about it. Uh, it's Minnesota, right? Well, there's many. So every state, the way that this works is every state has a proposed um, revisement of their history curriculum that they use statewide mm -hmm. in the public education system. And okay, I'm going to pause right there. If you are a homeschool parent, you may start tuning us out right now because you're like, oh, my kids aren't in public school. And I just want to say, stop it. Stop it right now. You need to keep listening because I, I really, truly believe that sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, sometimes we can get so, as a homeschool parent, um, we can think, oh, well, I'm doing my job. I'm teaching my kids about all that's in history. I'm not eliminating different parts mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm using biblical curriculums and we're doing all these things. But if we aren't involved on the local level, we need to recognize that if other kids that are in the education system are taught lies or are not taught all of the truth, mm -hmm. they are the leaders of the next generations just as much as our children are. And our children are going to be massively outnumbered. So we need to be involved on a local level with knowing what our state is requiring. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that I heard David Barton talk about this over a decade ago because he was warning us then a decade yeah. ago about the changes 10 years ago. 
and there were changes statewide yeah. to curriculum. And this year there are big changes to curriculum. He used Minnesota, Minnesota as an example. Um, and you can find their rough draft right now. It's online. Um, but a lot of people are so distracted by national news that they don't know what's going on locally. So figure out how you can get the local news and figure out how you can pay attention and mm -hmm. get involved locally because that's where you can make change happen. Mm -hmm. We recently watched change happen. If you listen to a couple podcasts prior, mm -hmm. uh, we were at an election committee and a meeting and it was amazing to see mm -hmm. how fast they were able to impact things. So super important. So I think we should dive into this. Yes. And the first uh, point in the second part here, so it'd be point three in the series is mm -hmm. be transparent with your kids. Mm -hmm. um, you see this if you pay attention in shows and movies mm -hmm. uh, where something is going on and the parent shields their kid from knowing mm -hmm. what's really happening and actually lies to them. If you actually pay attention to how mm -hmm. much time this, how many times this happens and the natural inclination is, oh, what a good parent to shield them from that hardship or that difficult thing that's going on mm -hmm. around them. Um, and while sometimes that is good, there's a time and place to tell people things. Overall, we err on the side of telling our kids mm -hmm. the hard truths about what's going on around them um, in a way that's loving and, uh, you know, able to accept it and mm -hmm. so forth. But I think it's so important. You gain so much trust with people when mm -hmm. you're transparent. This is true in leadership, mm -hmm. in business, and it's true in leadership and parenting. Mm -hmm. You want your kids to trust you and they become more trustworthy mm -hmm. the more you trust them. See that? And so be transparent. What do you need to be transparent with them about? Well, how, you know, the previous point in the last episode was to have deep conversations. How can you have deep conversations and help them understand how to solve problems going on around them and in the world if you're not transparent about what the problems are? So it's super important to do that. And I think that part of it is that our lives need to be as transparent. Like we need to be honest about even our struggles that we deal with. So mm -hmm. if we are dealing with a specific sin in a relationship with a kid and we just stuff it and then we try to hold them accountable for a similar kind of sin, like whether it's anger or unforgiveness or bitterness or laziness or gluttony, mm -hmm. or I could go off and list a whole bunch of different sins, right? If you're trying to hold a kid accountable to something that you yourself are struggling with and they see that you're a hypocrite and you will lose all credibility with your kids. They're mm -hmm. not going to listen to you. And as soon as that happens on a character level, if you try teaching them something mm -hmm. and teaching them the truth, they're not going to know if they can trust you. Yeah. And so there's this element where we, we need to both walk in light and in truth ourselves on a very personal level. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, also, we need to not try to shelter our kids from the truth and the reality of what's going on. I'll just say it. Like, our kids know what is happening in the world right now. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Some of them are like, this is exciting times. Yeah. But, but hey, but that's the perspective that they get from us, right? Is that, yeah, things are... These are crazy times to be living in, but they're exciting times because God put you here for a reason. Remember that. There's a verse that I was going to look up in 1 John. If you want encouragement in walking in the light, go read 1 John because it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. It's very convicting. Yeah. Um, you know, scriptures like if you walk in the light as he is in the light, 
you will have fellowship with one another. And mm-hmm. there's some warnings in there about confessing your sin. And if you don't, you're calling him a liar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very important scriptures. But second John here, listen to this. He says, I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in truth, just as we were commanded by the father. Same about kids. Mm-hmm. I was greatly encouraged to find some of your children walking in the truth. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is a deceiver and the antichrist, with a small a, Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. I, you know, reading this, I go, Mm. okay, he's talking about children and he's Mm. encouraged that they're walking in obedience to the commandments. But then he says, be watchful. There are deceivers out there. Mm -hmm. This is why critical thinking is important. And our kids need to be aware that there are deceivers. So have you actually, have you, that's a, that's a truth. That's a deep conversation. That's an honest being transparent. Are you scared to tell your kids about the devil? Like, this is why I'm bringing it up because there are Christians out there that won't speak of him because they don't want to give him power as if speaking of him can give him power. We've touched on this in the past. Yeah. The importance of knowing your enemy so that you know his strategy and you can, you can be powerfully in your battle in your prayer room, right? If it's in the Bible, then our kids can hear it. It needs to be taught. Yeah. And I mean, he, this, this is proof of it. He's literally saying, I am encouraged that your children are walking in truth. Lady. This is the commandment mm-hmm. so that what we worked for doesn't go to waste. Yeah. So we should be thinking that same way. Do we want what Paul suffered to go to waste? Do we want what, what Peter and all of the other disciples, they were martyrs for the faith to go to, it's never to waste, obviously, but mm-hmm. we need to think that way because he's warning them. You he's know, warning us. you know, there's, there's churches that have uh, topical preaching and that's where they pick a scripture here and they preach on it and they pick a scripture over here next time and they preach on it. And I'm not an advocate for that. And I'm not Mm -hmm. in your home either. And if you Mm want to be really transparent with the Bible, pick a book Mm -hmm. of the Bible that you read everything to your kids and -hmm. you do little pieces at a time and you just keep going. And then there's just going to be the spot where you're like, should I talk about that? And then you do it. Mm -hmm. You you teach everything. Mm -hmm. You teach everything in the Bible and you want, there's, there's this thought sometimes in parents, Mm -hmm. I don't want them to grow up too fast. Um, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they're another, I can't believe how old they are now. I, I, I wish they were younger still. I remember when, and while that's endearing in some ways, it's harmful in other ways. Mm-hmm. We actually should want our kids mm-hmm. to grow up, to mature. And mm-hmm. I think, I believe, um, helping them mature is a really, really good thing. And my motivation is to help my kids mature even. Mm-hmm. And, and so they tend to faster than a lot of kids. Yeah, and it seems. It's interesting. So we just read about nine verses in Second John, and there's a total of thirteen. There's one chapter. Mm-hmm. So we almost read an entire book in the Bible. Yeah, which is interesting. But I want to encourage you guys to go back and reread it because if you, if I was to continue on, you might go, "Whoa, I didn't realize the Bible said it says watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward." 
everyone goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ, does not have God. Mm -hmm. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. Verse 10, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Remember, who did he address? And now I ask you, dear lady, Mm -hmm. who has children, Mm -hmm. do not greet him into your home. So we need to evaluate. I was just talking to you about curriculum Mm -hmm. that's going to be not only eliminating things like potentially eliminating the American Revolution, the Civil War, World War I, World War II, and the Holocaust, because these are the things that are on the docket to be erased out of textbooks, right? So not only are things being erased, which has its own ramifications, guess what? Something's being replaced with it. And I pulled up that the Minnesota's proposed. I'm not going to go into depth with them, but you guys. Go look at it. You got to go look at it. It is not the teachings of Christ. I'll tell you that. And it's not the real history. And if you're from other countries, I'm Mm -hmm. sure these things are probably happening. You should check in your Mm -hmm. country too. Mm -hmm. So make sure we have to be vigilant. I want to take a moment and give you something for free. If you haven't got it already is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. The next point is don't be an answer machine. Meaning that if you want critical thinkers and kids ask you questions, even though you you know the answer or could quickly get the answer, doesn't mean you should just give it to your kids. But you go, well, don't you want your kids to come to you and for them to see you as a resource? I would rather my kids see me as a resource for strengthening their thinking process, for maturing, Mm -hmm. than for being as good as Google and reciting an answer. See the difference? I would Mm -hmm. rather Mm -hmm. help them and coach them to wrestle Mm -hmm. with their thinking about something 
versus just come out mm-hmm. and give them the answer. Let's say I know the answer. Well, I'm going to, not every time because it could be annoying. Sometimes I'll just give them the answer, but I'm trying to get them to think. So I go, well, I have a thought on that, but mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your thought. What am I doing right there? Um, they're, uh, I'm allowing them to rise mm-hmm. up to more of a, we're having a mature conversation here. Mm-hmm. And now they go, well, I think this. And I go, actually, I think you're partly right. Mm-hmm. This part you said right here is right. But I let me add something. I think also this is happening. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh. Hey, can I just share a little brief story? This just reminds me of something that happened last night. Isaac, you were flying home because yeah. you were speaking in Texas at a conference. And and I'm reading through this Minnesota thing, right? Yeah. And um, one of our older kids was doing the dishes because he's on dish crew. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading some of the, the points that are in this proposed amendment or revision of the curriculum. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like literally having to read one point like three or four times because it's so deceptively written that you have to pay very close attention and you have to critically think through one right. line statements like doing logic all over. So I read this to him. And this particular one was teaching on globalization. I know I just say that word and you're like red flag, red flag, right? Um, and he goes, what is globalization? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, and I honestly couldn't fully answer it. I, and I, and I go, I think it's this, but let's look it up. So I looked it up and I read it to him. What came up at first was just trade, like the international trade, being mm-hmm. able to do that. And but I went, you know what? There's just not enough there. So I dig some, I did some digging and I found out there's actually three different types of globalization. Mm-hmm. So then that led into a deeper conversation with mm-hmm. that kid. That's awesome. Where we were talking about, wow, yeah. So the original definition that even came up when you researched it was not 100% accurate. It leads you to actually accept it. But when you see that there's cultural globalization, religious globalization, political globalization, and trade, it brings a whole Can you guys see all the things that happened there? First of all, mom doesn't have all the answers. Secondly, she went to discover something. And the first thing she came up with, she kind of questioned through her logic and critical thinking in front of her son. And then what happens is they dig deeper. Now they're on a journey together, mm-hmm. wrestling and discovering. And then they discover together. Mm-hmm. And now the, this whole new world opens up of knowledge about what really is true and what really is happening. Yeah. And then to the icing on the cake is this kid is going... This is so dangerous. This is going to be in textbooks for kids that are younger than me. And he makes the connection and is anti those textbooks, understanding yeah. the importance of people getting locally involved in a, in protecting true history and what should be taught. Right. Yeah. And that's what we want. We don't want to just homeschool our kids, homeschool to our kids. We want them to know why we're homeschooling. That conversation was a bigger conversation about why. Yeah. You know, and so now he has a different conviction on it. And what are you teaching him then? Now how to have mature conversations, discussing ideas, mm-hmm. discussing opinions, uh, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. You don't want kids growing up and all they know how to talk about is talk poorly of other people that aren't around. Right. Isn't That's how I grew up. It seems like people were always talking about somebody else that wasn't there and not the best ways or talking about uh, the next social event they're going to mm-hmm. or sports or Things like that. I want them to talk about real things and discuss and wrestle with ideas and wrestle with scripture Not ideas. Not be on and, shallow stuff. In shallow stuff. And so you have to don't be an answer machine. Mm-hmm. Discover with them, challenge them, and also give the answer in conjunction mm-hmm. with challenging them is super important. But I think there's this element, like what I was, you know, when I was reading from Second John and it was talking about greeting somebody, letting them into your home if mm-hmm. they aren't with the teachings of yeah. Christ. That actually really convicts me regarding what curriculums we allow into 
your home because yeah. if the teaching that is in it mm-hmm. is not in alignment with the teaching of Christ, it yeah. doesn't have to have the teaching of Christ in it, but it if it's not in alignment, if it's against what God's principles and commandments are, mm-hmm. we can't invite them into our home. Right. Otherwise, we are actually joining the wicked one, which is what it warns us of. Yeah. And so it's a really, really big issue. Now, the next point is we must be anchored in big biblical truth, because mm-hmm. if you do all the other steps outside of biblical truth, then you're still going to veer off. Human beings veer off of the truth. Mm-hmm spiritual truth, the, the, the truth about God, we will naturally fear off. That's why people that, uh, no matter how strong they are, you see this all the time. As soon as they stop going to church and they consistently stop going to church, what usually happens is their doctrine slightly adjusts and a slight mm-hmm. adjustment in a doctrine can wreak forever havoc on that family. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if it's off. Yeah. So it's really, really important that we're anchored, that that our critical thinking mm-hmm. is anchored and bathed in biblical truth. And it can only be that way if we're actually consistently and ongoing reading the Word of God. And our kids are too in an age-appropriate Bible. It might mm-hmm. have pictures and things and sounds when they're young. And then it you know, has all we talk in depth about this in the parenting mentor mm-hmm. program, but super, super important. It's interesting as you're talking about that, because right now what we're seeing on a global level, I'm saying global because there's a lot of issues we're aware of in Canada with churches. Yeah. Okay. Pastors being potentially blackmailed or, or swayed or intimidated. Intim- intimidation is a better word. I'm not going to so. say blackmail, but yeah. intimidation of fines and, and shutting them down and all these different things. Right. Um, and some of them are succumbing to it. And the reality is people, when they stand alone and they don't have accountability and they Mm. don't have partnership in the body of Christ, like we're a team, we're in this together, we're making these decisions. If a church isn't actually set up biblically where it's an elder run church Mm. and you have one guy that's not actually being held accountable by the elders, it's the same problem as what you were just talking about regarding families being out of fellowship and not having accountability. And then what happens instead of it just being a family that can fall away from the truth of Christ, it's a whole church. Yeah. So this is a really big issue, and we need to teach our kids that too, because when they're choosing a church they're going to go to, that needs to be a priority. They have to critically think through the doctrines of the churches that they're going to. They need to look at the leaders and go, are these proactive leaders? And what I mean by proactive, meaning they're proactively seeking God. And is there fruit in their lives? We can tell by the fruit. You want to follow people Mm -hmm. who have provable good fruit Mm -hmm. in their lives. And that's why some pastors need to be at a certain age so there's time to see the fruit and a lot of times what is fruit it's fruit in their kids fruit Mm -hmm. in their marriage fruit in how they walk their you know life out i mean you can't take a i always say this you can't take a spiritual maturity pill you just can't i mean some people want to be older than they are and and have influence, but you can't take a spiritual maturity pill. God has qualifications for elders for a reasons for the protection of his flock, because any church is not that. So you got us on something that's super important. So you can have people gifted in spouting off the Bible in very powerful ways, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean they should be, uh, leading, leading, Mm -hmm. uh, or a group of people. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that there needs to be fruit that you can follow. Not perfection. We should not mm-hmm. expect people in leadership to be perfect, mm-hmm. but we should see good fruit. Accountability. And I think there's an element of just even submitting to authority and having people in your life that will call you out if you do get off, right? And mm-hmm. if you if you have it set up to where that isn't 
in existence, there's some dangers there. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 18 is part of what we're talking about here. It says, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise mm-hmm. and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Um, this goes along with what Isaac was initially saying on this point, you guys, where when it comes to critical, you can critical think all you want, but if you don't have the wisdom and the power, Christ, the wisdom and the power of God, mm-hmm. you're going to be off yeah. after a while. Yeah. And so this is why this is the other element that we want to focus on being biblically sound, biblically solid, um, focused on Christ more. So I will tell you this last week while Isaac was gone and he was really busy, you know, out of town. Um, I did more investigating on what was going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. I already shared this briefly in the last podcast, how I had to take a break and I had to just spend a whole bunch of time in the word and get the the worship music going and just not even look at anything all day to recalibrate. Right. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is we have this little rule in our home and I would encourage you to adopt it. Okay. More of God's words and less of man's word. Mm -hmm. When that gets out of whack and off balance, that's when you get overwhelmed. That's when you lose sight of the hope you have. Mm-hmm. That's when your wisdom is going to become thwarted. Your discernment is thwarted. Your The knowledge of the knowledgeable will become frustrated. Mm-hmm. This word is alive and active like we read in the last one. Yeah. So I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. So the final point is healthy exploration of disagreements. So when you do have disagreements with your kids, not just to shut it down, Mm -hmm. not to be short and quick because you want to move on to something Mm -hmm. else, not to be frustrated. I can't believe after all the training in the house that my kid grew up in that they're believing this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead, to dig into that disagreement and model for them how we should be in disagreement. Mm-hmm. and still love each other and still uh, be in good communication. And so really explore it and ask questions. And it's okay to challenge mm-hmm. uh, the viewpoint and look at the Bible in that viewpoint. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you don't have to agree on every single thing, okay? That perfectly. It's really important um, uh, to to explore that with them. That's right. And I think that this also goes back to Scripture where it says, in Proverbs 19, verse 20, it says, listen to the to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Yeah. Um, you have been given, I, ha- I had this conversation with a kid. God chose me to be your mom, Yeah. actually. And so I'm, I'm going to share that with you. God chose you to be your kid's mom. God chose you to be your kid's dad. Mm-hmm. And you are there to give instruction. Shouldn't that put a, a healthy pressure on us to know the word more so we're not leading our kids astray? For crying out loud, that definitely convicts me. Amen. And so we want to encourage you guys that while your kids are disagreeing, you can't, it can't be about opinion. You got to take them back to the word because they can't argue with the word. The word stands alone. Yeah. So there are your points in the two part Mm -hmm. series of raising critical thinkers in a fake news world. Mm -hmm. We hope you loved it. If you loved it, we hope you share it. Mm -hmm. And we just appreciate being on this journey with you. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. 
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.